Doug, you know how I'm always uh, saying that I'm going to live forever, right? That, that's my, yep. one of my live goals. Live to be for eternity, yeah. Yeah, and because my my logic recently has been that if you can make it to, uh, you know, 80 or 90, by that point, surely they will have they will have the technology that will get us to, to 200 or 300. And then if you can get there, then, I mean, within just a few years after you're, you know, you're 100 or 150, they're going to have us getting to be 1,000. And then, then, then you don't have to worry about death anymore. <laughs> so... With that in mind, I mean, do you think it's fair for me to say that that the that the supplement that I invented helps you live for eternity? <laughs> Is that, would the FDA you think approve that statement? I mean, I, we probably shouldn't make that claim. <laughs> Maybe we won't make that claim. But the point is, you got to get far enough to uh, you want to be healthy for the long term, so that you have that chance, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, so that is that's one of the reasons why. I invented and co-founded a company that makes uh, this this product called Complement. So, a plant-based diet is a wonderful. No, no, at least you won't find any uh, arguments against that from me. Uh, however, I think if we are smart and honest and looking at the evidence, then there are things that are missing from that diet uh, on its own that don't, you know, make it as good as it could be for living as long as you can and staying healthy. Uh, the ones that most people know about are B12, vitamin D, and DHA and EPA. Uh, which, by the way, are two omega-3 fatty acids. And besides that, there are a few little minerals and things like that. Uh, iodine, zinc, selenium, vitamin K2, uh, those come to mind. As things that vegans probably should be supplementing with, I don't want to say that all should, but people like me who think about this stuff a lot um, often do the research and land on, you know, come to the conclusion that we should be supplementing with those things. So that is um, what, you know, where Complement Plus came from. Uh, it's a, an, a vegan capsule that includes all of those things and doesn't include anything else because, Doug, as you know, I'm not a huge fan of taking multivitamins. We get all this good stuff from our food. Uh, so why would we want to be getting, you know, more vitamin C in our diet than nature really intended for us? So it's those things without all the stuff that you don't need, uh, all in one pill, convenient. And what's great about it is that you can get all that protection for just around a dollar a day. You can get all the details and decide if Compliment Plus is right for you at nomidathlete.com slash smarter. That's nomidathlete.com slash smarter. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Athlete Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of No Meat Athlete Radio. This is Doug, our... Second of 2018, right? Second of the year? That's right. Is that Taking accurate? Strong. Yes. Happy New Year's. <laughs> Happy New Year. I'm not going to ever let that go. <laughs> That's a couple times now you've, uh, you've brought that up for I me. I like that. It just fits, it fits the, Doug, uh, the Doug character. Just a funny, <laughs> funny way of saying New Year's. Uh, good. So, uh, Doug, you, uh, you're, you're starting off the New Year with a bang. You've got your race coming up. I am going out big. On uh, the 13th, which is just two weeks into into the New Year's, um, <laughs> right? Yeah, going starting off with a with a trail marathon, which I'm pretty excited about. My first race and of the year, first marathon in a while. And, is that your uh, first race in a while? When's the last race you did? It uh, well, I mean, I ran like a turkey trot and that kind of stuff, but first yeah, uh, real race since since like the beginning of last summer. Okay, so quite a while. Yeah, but you've been you haven't been. Uh... I don't. I think you went through a little, a, a little kind of, uh, you know, lost your way a little bit, and then and then got yourself back on track. But uh, you're not. I don't think you're. You know, you're not not hurting right now, right? You're doing pretty well. I believe. I'm doing okay. You I definitely. You did your uh, yeah, I, know, I, I had a bit of a slump at the after my big race of 
last year mm-hmm. uh, throughout the summer. But but you know, kind of came back and did some cool solo adventure type things. And um, yeah, I'm do- I'm doing okay. It's definitely you know I I've I've just totally had to adjust how I how I train now that I, I have a baby and I'm still trying to figure that out a little bit. Yeah, totally. That's a, it's a game changer. It is, you know, it is. <laughs> yeah, in many and, ways. and and that, I mean, it's not. I don't think it's at all strange to. In fact, maybe it shouldn't even be called a slump. Right? I mean, if you do a huge race or a, a big race for the year, and then you find yourself not that inspired for the next couple of months, I mean, you know, that's sort of just what what happens. I think, right? Ebb Probably. and flow. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I don't even know that's a slump, but. But good. I'm glad you're back to it, and uh, and I'm, I was glad to hear yesterday that you told me you had that this year your goal for your hundred miler, which is in is it April or May? April. April. That your goal is to be uh, as fit as you've ever been for that, and it's yeah. a hard and it's the hardest course you've ever run. You said it's it's probably the hardest course. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not, the hardest because you picked some hard ones. So that's uh, that's saying something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, uh, I'm going all in. Which race Matt. is it? Which race is that? Good. It's called the Hellbender hundred miler. Nice. It's brand new. It's the first year they're 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 putting it on. Gotcha. And it uh, it's got a ton of elevation gain. It goes up along the like uh, the the mountain range where where uh, Mount Mitchell is, which is the highest mountain east of the Mississippi. So you mm-hmm. tag a lot of those mountains above six thousand feet, which is big for us out here. And um, it's just it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. So I'm focusing on trying to become the fittest I've ever been, which means. Whole body fitness, a lot of running, of course, but um, do, trying to do a lot more yoga, doing some strength, more strength work, just trying to take advantage of, of uh, every minute I have to, to do some sort of exercise. And uh, so yeah. far, so good. I'm only 10 days in, but I'm uh, feeling pretty good about it. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And best of luck this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, so today we have uh, a fun interview. We have Rip Esselstyn and Jane Esselstyn, uh, who many people certainly know about uh, because of the success of Engine 2. And of course, their father is uh, famous in his own right, Caldwell B. Esselstyn, who uh, of course is the author of Prevent and Reser- Reverse Heart Disease and uh, In Forks Over Knives, you know, just one of the faces of this movement, really, with T. Colin Campbell. Um, we've had Rip on before. We had him on back in, must have been 2004. 14 probably because we I, I met him in person on my book tour in 2013 we did some stuff matt rusigno and i did some stuff in austin with rip at whole foods and uh it was probably in in the spring after that that we had him on again or on for the first time uh but he's a lot of fun he's a very easygoing guy this conversation with uh, rip and jane you know it was just a fun one to do sometimes with these interviews as i've mentioned it takes me a little while to get my feet under me uh <laughs> but not this one this was very uh this is relaxed and fun, and they're just they're just really great people, and it was great to talk to them. What we didn't talk about um, in this interview, which I, I realized later that we totally should have mentioned, is that is that Rip is a former pro triathlete, and I believe he did that. Uh, he was plant based during all that, which is interesting because we didn't really. I mean that the whole plant based athlete movement, like we knew there were a handful of people who were trying this diet in whatever the nineties. But it just wasn't really a mainstream thing. So it's, it's kind of interesting for me to hear about Rip being a pro triathlete when, as I was getting introduced to it, that this whole thing, I didn't really know about that. Right? I knew about Brendan Brazier. I knew about Scott Jurek, but had no idea that Rip Esselstyn was uh, a, a former pro. I just thought he was this firefighter guy who was Caldwell Esselstyn's son. Uh, so that's always surprising and, and a nice reminder for me that the food he's putting out 
uh, is really made for with athletes in mind. Jane mentioned to me before the call that she has, I think she said three sons who um, are all, you know, one of them is, is six, six, seven, 170 pounds, you know, big swimmer guy. Um, and, and several others. And I'm, I could be, she may have a daughter. I don't really remember exactly what she said, but three kids who are athletes. Um, and Caldwell Esselstyn was an Olympic gold medalist. Another thing not many people know about him. People know of him, uh, you know, with his forks over knives fame. But, uh, I mean, there aren't too many Olympic gold medalists out there. I think he was a rower. Rower. Okay. I was so, going to ask what his, what his discipline was or his sport. Right. Um, yeah, not, not ping pong or chess or anything like that. It was, it was, <laughs> it was actual. Is chess actual an Olympic sport? No, I don't think so. Okay. Oh man. <laughs> Should be no, that, sorry. right? No, off topic, but I'm, I'm very excited for the Olympics coming up next month. Are you? I'm, yeah, yeah I am too. It's fun, especially with kids. It is fun, uh, to, to watch Olympics. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that is quite off, uh, off topic there. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but that's, uh, no, I, I think, uh, his whole, and his family's whole experience with, you know, with the diet and with sports is, uh, you know, even if you don't talk about it, even if it isn't um, as in your face as the no meat athlete cookbook, you know, uh, in Engine Two, it's it's got to be behind every recipe. They got to keep that active lifestyle in mind when they're when they're planning these recipes. Yeah, and I think um, I believe most of the recipes come from Jane and Rip and Jane's mother, Anne. Uh, who just this is the recipes they've cooked for their families forever. So I mean this is actually what they eat. And you know, I, I guess if anyone has looked through either the Engine Two cookbook, which is new, so you probably haven't looked through that yet. Um, but you know, the original Engine Two diet or the next book, which was first called My Beef with Meat and then became uh Plant Strong. And then the most recent one, which is I think seven day rescue diet or something before this Engine Two cookbook, all the all the food just has this sort of substantial feel to it. Um, some of the, I mean, considering it's oil-free and vegan, you know, you, you typically think of that type of food as just not the hardiest of food. Like when you think of the diets that are based on that, I think of that food as sort of flimsy and like you eat it and you're still pretty hungry, but their recipes don't ever feel like that. And perhaps that is due to the fact that there's this whole athlete thing running in the background. Uh, so I don't know. I just think it's really cool that they can, that they can, uh, have this, 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 diet that is so healthy and and kind of you know it not be on the surface that it's an athlete thing but it, it totally is uh fit for athletes so right anyway i'm a well, fan we of share stuff. we share two of those hearty recipes on the blog today we do so if you're listening to this shortly after it's published go to nomadeathlete.com and it will be right there on the homepage. uh and i made one last night actually as i mentioned in this in this book so I, doug as we know my one of my new things one of my new idiosyncrasies is whenever we have a podcast guest on I uh, become inspired by whatever they're promoting and say, I'm going to do that. Uh-huh. So yep. this one was no different. Um, and it was actually, in fairness to me, it was before the interview, as I was leaving through their book, saying, hey, Aaron, we got to do this to get ourselves back on track after our month of just you know weird foodness being in Europe and holidays and all that. So anyway, uh, we, are, we are eating this food. I don't know if we're committing to any sort of diet, but we're... We're doing this for a little while. Last night we made the terrific teriyaki tofu bowl, and mm. uh, it was terrific. What was actually really terrific about it was that my kids both devoured theirs, so that is always a win for parents. Because uh, I'll eat anything, but uh, you know, if they don't, then it's then it's annoying because I've got to go make pasta or something <laughs> and feed them that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, um, it was delicious, of course, and uh, you know, nice and simple, like a lot of their stuff is. So, cool. yeah, quite the quite the build up, quite the hype. 
<laughs> better deliver. Um, yeah, but it was fun to have them on, and I hope people enjoy this one. I just looked it up, and he uh, he was on on episode twenty three, which was wow, almost two hundred episodes ago because we're <laughs> two nineteen right now. I mean, that must have been that must have been just when we were resurrecting it, right? Because Ben and I did, I'm, I'm guessing, ten episodes or so. Yeah, I remember doing this on uh, my bedroom floor in my apartment in DC. I remember that. Episode. Oh, you weren't even here yet. No, in Nashville, not, not even close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember where I was doing. I was in this, that little outhouse building that I uh-huh. <laughs> that I worked in. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't actually an outhouse, but it was an out building off of our other house. Anyway, um, good. Well. Hope people enjoy the episode. Hope everybody's New Year's off to a good start. Mine is mine is gaining momentum, and I'm starting to starting to find the groove, whatever that is. But I'm just enjoying the the New Year's, uh, you know, boost of inspiration that you seem to get that I always seem to get, which was kind of delayed for me because of all the travel and weird stuff this year. Yeah. So hope everybody else is uh, enjoying theirs as well and keeping that momentum going, if if they had momentum to to begin with. And uh, otherwise, get it, find that momentum. That's right. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, then uh, enjoy the interview, and we will talk to everyone soon. Okay. Hey, everyone. Matt Frazier here with two people who I am very proud to call friends of mine, Rip and Jane Esselstyn, authors of the new Engine 2 cookbook. I should say it's the new The Engine 2 Cookbook is the title of it. Uh, Follow-up, of course, to The Engine 2 Diet and uh, Plant Strong. And uh, great to have you guys both on here. Rip, you've been on before. Jane, you have not. And uh, I'm looking forward to having you both on at once. Oh, it's great to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having us, uh, Matt. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, I love your guys' stuff, what you do. Uh, I love both of you. You're just, you, I've, I've done fun things with, with each of you now. Rip, you and I, uh, we hung out in Austin, played poker at, I don't know if it was <laughs> your house or if it was uh, friends, but we played a poker game where I didn't, didn't fare too well. Um, but it was a, a great experience. And then Jane, you and I, I don't remember if we, I guess we were on the same team for a little while on, in one of these cooking competitions at the Remedy we were, uh, in Toronto. <laughs> yes, we were, we were on opposite teams, uh, for the first round and then we were partnered up for the second round. Right. I love that. We're, I love that we're doing these non-athletic events with you, Matt. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, right. No meat athlete playing poker and cooking. Exactly. Well, Matt and Matt, along with poker, I also invited you to come to Whole Foods Global, and you gave a nice presentation to um, a bunch of Whole Food team members uh, around the launch of your first book, The uh, No Meat Athlete. Yes, that's absolutely right. Funny how the poker is what stands out in my mind and uh, (laughs) (laughs) not the presentation at Whole Foods headquarters. It Uh, is, isn't it? I love it. Yeah, I guess it tells you something about me and my my addictions. (laughs) All right, so so the book looks awesome. Actually, let's start with we. As I said, we've had Rip on before. I think people know Rip's story, and I'm gonna. We do want to talk about the Engine Two story. Um, actually, let's start there. Rip, why don't you? Why don't you jump in a little bit with just telling people the background of Engine Two, where the idea came from, uh, sort of a review of what we've talked about before, of course. Uh, and yeah. then Jane, I'd love for you just to kind of introduce yourself to the audience and let people know what uh, what you're all about and and how how you got involved here. Okay. Yeah. So Great. so the genesis of Engine Two. It's called Engine Two because it. It started at uh, Fire Station 2 in Austin, Texas, and, and I was uh, fortunate enough to be able to get a bunch of, you know, meat-loving, barbecue, uh, you know, barbecue-snarfing um, Texas firefighters to uh, embrace uh, a plant-strong kind of lifestyle, and uh, we started this healthy eating revolution in the most unlikely place imaginable, a fire 
a firehouse in Austin, Texas. And this was back in 2003. We started, uh, we started eating this way. And, uh, and then in 2000, 2007, 2008, I started writing the book, spent two years writing the book, did, um, some extensive, um, testing on 62 different guinea pigs, uh, to just kind of test out how the diet worked for 28 days. Uh, and it was phenomenal. And, uh, and the engine two diet book was born in February of 2009. Um, and then, um, from there, uh, I did my follow-up book called plant strong. And then the follow-up book to that, that came out a year ago, which is an accelerated enhanced, super powerful program for maximum results in the shortest period of time called the engine two seven day rescue diet. And we've had uh, phenomenal results with that. So there you go. That's, that's it in a healthy nutshell. Yeah. And I should add you, maybe you're being modest, but though, especially the first one, but I think the others as well have been tremendously successful. Uh, I believe the engine two diet was a number one New York times bestseller. And, uh, as I read in your, your publisher's little promo piece about the book, it says year after year included in the U S news and world reports, uh, annual rankings of the best diets, which is really cool that, that, you know, with a diet, uh, as, as kind of niche as our, as our vegan one, uh, you know, yeah. and especially especially going a little further with Engine Two, right? You cut out uh, the oils and some of the extra salts and things like that. Um, you know, to have yeah. that reaching that that mainstream success, I think is is amazing. Yeah, no, it, you're right. It it is a little bit more. It's a little bit more nuanced and a little bit more refined. You know, we we do we're really careful with the the amount of sugars, the amount of sodium. You know, we want to make sure it's just kind of naturally occurring fats. We don't want to use any added oils in the way of, you know, olive or sunflower, canola or coconut oil, you know. Um, and, of course, everything's got to be uh, 100% plant-based, right? That's right. So, uh, But anyway, which brings us to the, the latest cookbook and, and Jane. And so, Jane, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt, did you want to ask a question? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask exactly that question. I, th- I think uh, – I think most people have the I, the sense that you're kind of been involved behind the scenes with the other books because I think your name shows up in a lot of them and I think you helped with the recipes. Um, exactly. But exactly. Who's, but yeah. who's Jane Edison? I want to know the I want to know the backstory. Well, I um, I feel like I've had the funny backstory all along because I have three brothers, and when I have three three brothers. You know, like imagine three of Rip, and you just try and try. Anyway, so I I um we have been eating with my family since my dad started eating no, no meat, no dairy, no oil, no salt, no sugar, all this stuff way back in like 85. And, you know, we all just ate this way. And I started to just create my own recipes along with my mom and my dad and my brothers. And we all sort of just were making our way. So by the time Rip got this engine uh, to pitch in the early 2000s, he was working on that himself, and then he got it. Did such a good job, um, you know, being a bestseller. He invited me to come on board for his second book, which initially was called "My Beef with Meat," but it's been renamed yep. "Plant Strong." So I did the recipes section for that book, and it was a ton of fun. And we, you know, to get all our ideas down on paper, we've been doing this for so many decades. It was exciting to sort of uh, capture it, if you will. And then along came the seven day rescue and I did the recipe section with that. And, um, the engine two cookbook was a chance for us to really get the beauty of the recipe scene. Cause you know, the other books didn't have 
full color photography in with all the recipes, but this book does. And I'm telling you, Matt, like as you know, the longer you eat this way and the more you eat, cook and eat this way, the better it gets. Um, also along the way, um, I live next door to my parents in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, my mom and I decided to do a follow-up book to my father's. My father's book is named Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease. So my mom and I you Along may have with heard Richard, of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I may have heard of that. By Dr. Paul Will B. Esselstyn Jr. Um, uh, he, my mom and I did a follow-up a book of, just, of just recipes called The Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease Cookbook. And it was a riot to do that with my mom. I mean, she is the reason that they have made it for so long is she is so doggedly determined to make this work and have this be the way it... Anyway, so she she sort of... Is a we call her a bully for good. She just like it's gonna be it's great, it's great, 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 great. She just onward, onward. So it was fun to work with her, and um, we continued to present stuff together, doing demos. And um, she's such a unpredictable comet, just whizzing around on stage. <laughs> anyway, so I uh, and Al and um, what has happened is the book with my mom and the whole concept behind prevent and reverse has um, turned into a a. Uh, Sort of a conference, but we can talk more about that later as as your questions go on. So back to you, Matt. Sure. Great. Well, that's that is uh, wonderful. And what I'm wondering next is, so this is the NG2 cookbook. I was leafing through it, and I was thinking, this is actually good for me. I need I need to do this because, uh, as I mentioned to you guys earlier, I, my family just got back from. We spent two weeks in Spain. Uh, the rest of the holidays, you know, we did did Christmas stuff here before then. Then we had relatives and friends in town for we so like we're kind of just off the normal track of eating, and we're just trying to look look to get back on into the the good way of eating that we usually do. Um, what I'm wondering though is is that there's the engine two diet, there's the whole diet, and this is you know one might think the cookbook that goes with that diet. Do I or someone who picks up this book do we need to know a bunch of the rules and guidelines of the diet or is it basically just take the food in this recipe this new cookbook and just eat as much of it as you want whenever you want and that's the diet that's a great that's a great question that's a great question and um the engine two diet the very very basic guidelines i always say in, in my mind are no meat no dairy no added oil minimal salt minimal sweet so minimal obviously is not measurable it's it's you know objective and um, the seven-day rescue guidelines, which Rip has on the tip of his tongue, are really sort of the, um, I'd say almost like to, kind of a reboot, like get like where you are right now post-holiday, like seven-day rescue would be a great thing for you to, you know, get yourself sort of cleaned up and, mm-hmm. and I, I hate the word detox, but, you know, get re- sort of a reboot of getting back on the good program. And then this Engine 2 cookbook is um, our, hey, our subtitle is really fun. The Engine 2 Cookbook, more than 130 lip-smacking, rib-sticking, body-slimming recipes to live plant strong. So that, within that, we've got, you know, I think you're going to feature the two-handed sloppy joe recipe. And there's some just delicious desserts. There's other great big one-bowl meals. There's really satisfying salads and a huge variety of dressings and on and on and on. So some things obviously have a little more, little more caloric density because they include some nuts in the sauce or the spread, or they have some avocado slices optional on the burger, veggie burger, or, oh, we have a great burger called the Yo Adrian Burger. <laughs> um, 
made by a great friend in uh, Philadelphia who took Rip to the Rocky statue and then fed him these burgers. Anyway, um, and I, I have some scones in the dessert section that I feed my kids who, I mean, my son is almost six foot seven and weighs 167. We just weighed him yesterday. And he swims about f- between three to five hours a day and li- lifts weights. And hmm. we need to get him to keep weight on. Right. So the scones, I call them stone scones because they're just so heavy with calories. They're made with oat flour, almond flour, maple syrup, and vanilla. And they're just, they are rib sticking good. But not everybody, not everybody exercises that much or needs that many calories. But he wants to get, <clears throat> pardon me, non-dairy <clears throat> calories. Yeah. So Rip, how, how would you describe it? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Matt, this, the seven-day rescue um, protocol is it's very tight, and uh, the Engine Two cookbook kind of harkens a little bit more back to the original Engine Two diet, where we have looser guidelines, where we. You know, we allow tofu, we allow tempeh, uh, we allow, you know, a lot more avocado. We allow more different different variety of nuts. In the seven-day rescue, we only allow walnuts because they're the most anti-inflammatory kind of friendly nut that's out there. Mm. Out there in the cookbook, you know, we've got hazelnuts, we got almonds, we got cashews. We have a lot of different nuts that are out there. Um, so depending upon, you know, what your what your goals are, the cookbook appeals to everybody and you just if you're trying to if you're following the seven day rescue protocol then you just have to find the recipes that um that follow those guidelines or or omit the ingredients that um that you know that you, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be eating can but, you Rip, uh, can you run down really quickly that that guidelines like the, the basics they're great they're great he can he can whip them off go rip uh, well, actually, Jill, it's, it's, I mean, Jane, Jane. <laughs> my, his, my wife is Jill and I get, I have Jill and I, have Jane, and I get them all. It's crazy. But, uh, so the, the seven day rescue, uh, it is, um, wow. Um, you know, we're, we're only doing whole plant-based foods. We're not doing any of the, uh, overt, um, uh, fatty plant-based, uh, you know, in stuff like we're not doing olives. We're not, you know, we're not doing any of the nuts except for walnuts. We're really watching the, we're not doing any nut butters. Uh, we are doing all the fruits and vegetables, uh, and whole intact grains and, and obviously legumes that you like. We, uh, we work really careful with bread because it's so calorie dense. So we want to, if you're doing, if we're doing sandwiches, we want to make sure they're open faced sandwiches on the seven day rescue but we're really focusing in and honing in on the more calorie light plant-based foods that allow people to you know eat until they're comfortably full for breakfast lunch and dinner and snack if they need to and still lose weight and this is really targeting uh an audience that needs to rescue their health they're typically 25 to 100 and 150 pounds overweight they've you know they're pre-diabetic they're type 2 diabetic They've got heart disease, autoimmune diseases, and so they need these tighter, more rigid guidelines. Gotcha. Good. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's that's something that I've really appreciated about the other books. Actually, is that it, when I think when people think of whole food, plant based diets, uh, you know, we tend most people tend to think about uh, things like your father's book, uh, Joel Furman stuff. Um, yeah. You know, Gregor's. I mean, things that are that. Are are pretty strict, and I know that the Engine Two stuff, you know, in in the big scheme of things, is 
probably considered pretty strict as a diet by most people. But to me, it like I feel like there's a lot of uh, you know little leeway to have some things that are kind of good. Like my favorite recipe from um, what is now Plant Strong, I believe this is where the book is from, is uh, the Hawaiian barbecue tacos. And aren't those you know, fun? They're amazing, and they take ten minutes to make, and you you know five ingredients, and it's just so easy to do. Um, but like a lot of a lot of diets would say, no, no, you can't have any barbecue sauce. That would be that'd be way too much sugar, and you know whatever. But I think I think it, the accessibility um, makes it sustainable for a lot of people. And like, sure, if you're trying to just go to another level, or if you need that seven day rescue, then you know maybe you'd stay away from things like barbecue sauce. But I just think that's that's a huge part of the appeal for me. Um, so I think it's a really great idea. Just the idea that someone who wants a, a kind of New Year's kick in the pants might jump on Seven Day Rescue and, and just or follow those stricter guidelines using the Engine Two Cookbook. But after some amount of time, when they're at the point when they can comfortably, you know, feel healthy now and just kind of be in maintenance mode, um, uh-huh. you know, just kind of cook whatever you want from the Engine Two Cookbook. I yeah, no, you're exactly right, and it all depends upon what your what your goals are, right? Your health goals are, your weight goals are your athletic goals are, and, uh, and then you just kind of want to apply either the principles from the seven day rescue or the, as you said, the kind of the, the lighter, looser guidelines from, uh, from engine two or the engine two cookbook or plant strong. And how did you, how did you originally come up with those guidelines for engine two? Like, I mean, it's not an exact copy of preventing reverse heart disease because that's, that's, much stricter about right. no nuts. I mean, wh- where did you decide that these are? This is what's in, and this is what's out. So you mean for the seven day rescue? Program? No, I mean I mean more for just the engine two and, and basically what's in the engine two cookbook. Oh, oh, uh, well, got, the heart yeah. the heart disease guidelines are my dad's hard and fast guidelines for people who have heart disease, and people oftentimes conflate the engine two guidelines and the prevent and reverse. Right. They, well, because they basically are similar. Like the ones I said before, no meat, no dairy, no added oil, minimal salt, minimal sweet. Boom, that's it. But within that, you can parse out, uh, you know, the, the no nuts thing and the da 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 for my dad's program. And so what Engine 2 is, is honestly what we have as a family eaten since, I don't know, for decades. We do not have heart disease. And we're not um, even hedging towards it because we don't eat avocados and nuts at every meal or in every bite by any, by any stretch. It, um, just, you know, again, like I said earlier in, as a, as a topping, like a little bit of avocado here or a little bit of nut in the sauce over there. Um, so it is, it's funny that you chose those, those, uh, tacos to, as an example, because those are delicious, but honestly, they're so like, um, like exciting and like barbecue sauce and pineapple and just alive. (laughs) that I wouldn't want to have those every day. That's kind of like a party food. Yeah. Because, you know, we mostly eat big bowls of food, like a, a huge section in our, in the Engine 2 cookbook and the majority of the seven-day rescue is build your own bowl. Grains, greens, beans, and some Shazam, some flavor, some spark on top. That's what's going to, it's the easiest, how, it's how we have survived doing this for decades. So, yeah, like, like, for example, like, we got the Indian spice basmati rice bowl. There's the de- deserted island soba noodle bowl. There's a uh, green lightning the, bowl is my favorite. Green, yeah. The fabulous faro oh. bowl. Like who, who hasn't had faro? A lot of people probably haven't tried faro. It's an amazing kind of hearty, um, grain that everybody should try. We have a Southwestern. Do you call it, it faro or faro, Matt? What do you call it? You know, I've never known. I always read it and I never know if I, <laughs> Pharaoh doesn't quit seem right. Cause that's an Egyptian 
king or whatever. Pharaoh. I Faro. call him Pharaoh. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Pharaoh. Pharaoh. There you whatever, go. Whatever. Whatever. Whatever suits your fancy. <laughs> I think is fine there. Um, but you know, uh, we got like Jane. Jane said earlier, we got this this Yo Adrian burger that is a. Uh, it's a plant strong burger that will just knock your socks off. We have epic brats. Like, where can you find a super clean, uh, plant strong hot dog that's out there? You can't. Everything's filled with pea protein isolates, soy protein concentrates, isolates. It's like a yeah. Franken dog or a Franken burger. This is made with like whole, uh, whole gra- grain, whole vegetables, whole everything. It's so amazing. Um, so I saw those. I'm very curious to check those out. Yeah, yeah. They go. They're great. And yeah. kale, yeah, kale chips are the best dessert, which again is a rare, rich thing to have. Bear scat. <laughs> yep, just like what you see when you're on those long runs. That's right. What do you see on those long runs? Is that considered vegan? I don't know. Good. All right. So. Um, I'm guessing, I mean, most people here listening to this are on board with, uh, the no animal products. That's, that's kind of a given if you're listening to no made athlete radio, the oil thing is something that I've kind of personally been back and forth on just as I go in out of different phases where I'm focusing a lot on health. And then sometimes where I really want to just focus on cooking really authentic, you know, sort of Italian food or whatever, and then I'll put oil back in and then I always start feeling bad about it and I try to edge it out of my diet again. Um, what what do you say to people who are listening to this and will say, okay, I'm on board with the animal thing, but I just can't I just can't imagine giving up oil. What uh, how would you recommend doing it, and yeah. and what's the best reason to do it? Well, I think it's I, Jane. Let me take a first stab at this. So I think it's super simple, Matt, and I think everybody in your audience would agree that white sugar is an empty calorie, right? And has it's not yep. truly a, a, a healthy food. So white sugar to put it in perspective, is 50 calories a tablespoon. Whereas any oil, it doesn't matter if it's canola oil, olive oil, uh, coconut oil, 120 calories a tablespoon. It's actually the most concentrated source of calories and malnutrition on the planet. It's, it doesn't have, and the reason I say that is because it's a nutritional black hole of nothingness. There's nothing of benefit in there. It doesn't have any fiber, no water, no phytonutrients, no antioxidants. I mean, as athletes, right? What do you want to be consuming by the, the boatload? You want to be consuming phytonutrients and antioxidants to mitigate oxidative stress, to basically neutralize those free radicals that build up as we exercise. And the best way to do that is with all these things. You're not going to get that in you know this tablespoon of olive oil or coconut oil. You're not going to get any vitamins. You're not going to get any minerals. You're not going to get any fiber. And so these things are sorely lacking in these in the most processed refined product on the planet, which is any kind of oil. So we want to get our fats, Matt, from whole plant-based foods. Get your corn oil from corn. Get your soybean oil from edamame. Get your olive oil from olives. Get your you know walnut oil from some walnuts. Uh, and it's that simple. And now you're getting all the benefits that naturally accrue with uh and that are occurring in those whole food ingredients yeah love that i mean those to me those are those are the big reasons along with the arterial inflammation but the the caloric density one for me is probably when you just look at that chart of caloric you know calories per pound of of common foods and you see oil coming in at whatever it is four thousand calories when when fruits and vegetables and beans and nuts and seeds are all in the two three four hundred range it's like it's this insane 
completely different food yeah, that it, almost it, isn't it a food. Wins, it wins the Olympics of highest calories. Like it wins <laughs> right. the Olympics. Like right. the gold medal given to oil. Yep. And, and then a lot of athletes will, will, of course, say, well, well, I'm an athlete, so I can use the calories or I need the calories. But I think the argument there is that, that calories aren't good because they're calories. They're good because they bring all this nutrition with them. And as, as you've just pointed out, there's really not that much nutrition with oil. Well, and, and the thing is, you know, for some reason, a lot of athletes have this attitude that if the engine burns hot enough, you can burn it off, right? But it doesn't work that way. I mean, you're, you're eating, putting down that oil. You're, if you're an athlete and you think you can eat meat, right, you're still uh, laying down these little plaque formations. You're, you know, your cells, you're laying down the beginnings of potentially, you know, insulin, insulin resistance, uh, you know, whatever you're doing uh, to initiate uh, any potential dormant tumor and cancer cells that are there. Uh, so yeah, you, you cannot, uh, burn off, uh, a crappy diet and crappy food. Right. Can I tap in here? You guys go for it. Um, just to go to sort of the, the, um, what my father often talks about, and this is not to do with heart disease necessarily, but Dr. Vogel from the university of Maryland did some research on the lining of your arteries and your arteries, as you know, carry blood to your feet that are running, to your arms that are doing push-ups, to whatever athletic and or swimming, whatever you're doing. And so your arteries need to dilate in order to get more blood to your feet when you're playing soccer or more blood, you know, wherever it needs to go. And the capacity for your arteries to dilate is that is done by your endothelial cells when they can release nitric oxide. And what Dr. Vogel showed from University of Maryland, um, young May, um, I think they were college students ripping my rod. I mean, they're young. They were young, you know, not not old folks who did this research. They would eat, ate a meal, and then he tested the capacity of the artery to dilate. And the arteries of people who ate, you know, greasy like uh, I think it was uh, hash browns and sausages and stuff. They it took about ninety minutes for the arteries to regain the capacity to dilate they really had a heart they were almost restricted almost like they were coated by this oil whereas people who ate um a complex carbohydrate based meal uh their their arteries had just whoom, could dilate no problem no problem so that sluggish feeling that heavy feeling that not being able to kind of get going feeling as an athlete or actually someone who just wants blood flow to get to their limbs get oil out of there yeah, the, the, I think the moral of that story is that you know one high fat uh, kind of meal uh, actually can inhibit yeah the the vessels' ability to dilate. So and the athlete to perform. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I've yep. seen that, and that, and that uh, just to reinforce that is immediately after the meal that happens. I mean, it's not not like that right. happens over the long term. It, that's right away. Right. Um. Okay. Good. So, so the second part of that question, though, is what what's the best way to do it? And Rip, you and I in our last podcast which which was a long time ago now it was three or four years ago um we we had this discussion about that we tend to kind of promote at domain athlete uh this small steps gradual approach to habit change um but actually after our conversation i kind of gained an appreciation or gained again an appreciation for this kind of you know massive action go for it push um, and now I honestly, that conversation kind of was the beginning of me changing my, uh, changing my tune a little bit, not to say that small steps is, is the wrong way to go, but that yeah. under certain circumstances, you know, there, a, a massive action type push might be the, the way to do it. And maybe, maybe small steps can be the plan B if that fails. Um, 
what so i'm just get and because of course that that came your your argument for that came from your experience with the engine 2 diet where it was this 28 day thing and you said people yeah. when they just take that massive action all at once that they get the results faster and if you get those results within you know a week or two because you've you've made such drastic changes then that's going to help you stick with it um, for the duration and then and then hopefully much longer so is that your suggestion for someone who in this new year says i'm i'm going to finally find a way to give up oil would you say just just cut the cord and just go for it and just get rid of the oil in your house or would oh, you say yeah. wean yourself off of it no well no <laughs> i would definitely say do not wean yourself off of it yeah um i would tell people to um go to engine2.com go to start here uh that's in the navigational toolbar and then join our free engine 2 seven-day rescue challenge we have twenty-six thousand people on our private facebook group um, you get daily emails, um, recipe bowl uh, ideas. It's completely free. And, uh, and do it. And you won't believe when you cut out the oil, when you cut out all the kind of the nonsense, the, the high fatty uh, plant-based foods, what can happen in just seven short days. And then you be the, the judge what you do on day eight, right? But my bet is you'll be forever changed and for sure you'll, you'll be grossed out by, by oil going forward, especially oil that you know, you're, you're, you're laying down for your stir fry, uh, oh. or, or anything like that. It's just it's, like, it, yeah, it feels like sunscreen on your if, uh, food, like, uh, like, blah, 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 just like melted chapstick all over your <laughs> body <laughs> and face. That's a good visual. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. It makes me hungry. Yeah. You get, a big, <laughs> you get, you get, <laughs> you, you give a big commitment and you get a big change and you get a big hit of just endorphins and can do feeling there's nothing greater than changing yourself we can give advice till we're blue in the face but to change yourself is so powerful and but, it just yeah. takes a powerful but, co- commitment but matt what do you i mean like let's say you commit to this for seven days and you know obviously when i wrote engine two i thought it took 28 days to make any kind of significant change or internal biochem uh, changes in your in your internal biochemistry with your blood cholesterol levels but I was sorely mistaken. I mean, it's amazing how what you can do in just seven days. And so if seven days you were bring down your cholesterol 35 points, your LDL cholesterol 25 points, your blood pressure 10 over 5, you lose seven pounds, you're like, oh, my God. Whereas if you kind of like, you know, you, you dance around it and, you know, one week you're eliminating dairy, the next week you're eliminating oil – you just don't ever get the profound uh, synergistic effects that happen when you're all in. Got it. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't like that. That is the perspective that kind of yeah. that did. I you gave me a different appreciation for that perspective. Um, yeah. And I think it's a great way for people to, to go for it. I, I, where I'm still concerned, and not not to say I'm concerned people aren't going to last through your program, but with that in general that approach, I worry about people who don't make it to day two because they're just they're just so used to failing at things. And, you know, they, they make it a couple meals and then they just give up. Um, and, and I think that's, that's where I, I think that the combination is a great idea, that you start with this massive action thing. And if it doesn't work and you try it again and it's just not working, then, then maybe small steps is what you're left with and that's your, that's your next plan. Yes, but, 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 I, but I would say that because of the way that Jane and I have structured the 7-Day Rescue Program, mm-hmm. and it's all these no-recipe, uh, customizable Build your build your own bowl based upon your own taste preferences, and uh, and you make up your own grocery list based on what you, based upon what you like. It it there's no there's very little time required. It is super duper economical. 
you know, it's absolutely delicious. It's, you know, oatmeal and raspberries and chia seeds for breakfast. It's sweet potato with black beans and, and, uh, frozen roasted corn and, uh, diced up. Well, obviously. Yes. (laughs) And then in salsa on top, it's a pasta primavera, uh, for dinner or, you know, a, a farro, a farro bowl with black beans and stuff. But it's just, it's crazy how simple this can be. So if you fail, it's only because you haven't read the material and you haven't planned a little bit ahead. Yeah, I think I think simplicity is uh, one of the great uh, qualities of, of the Engine 2 stuff. It, a lot of it is kind yeah. of assembling meals, not like being in the kitchen for a long time as a chef preparing. You know, it, it's putting things together yeah. into bowls, things like you said. And uh, I think yeah. that's, that's a, a wonderful asset for someone who is new yeah. at this, to not have to invest a ton of energy and time into, into yeah. preparing the but- food. Yeah. And that's the difference between seven day rescue, for example, and the cookbook, like the cookbook, it's a lot of simple ingredients and everything, but it's, it is a cookbook, right? And we want people to kind of get back in their kitchens and, uh, and cook some of these amazing recipes that Jane, uh, Jane and, and has put together here. It's like phenomenal, phenomenal. All right. Love it. So, um, I was going to ask you guys, you know, which I kind of did with the oil question that it's a new year. We think a lot about habit change and all that. When people are just extra motivation now, maybe an extra ability to make something stick. Um, whether or not you believe in the whole new year's phenomenon or not, I personally like it. I think it's, I think it's a fun time and it makes me more excited to make changes. Um, and I was going to say, what's the best thing someone can do, but it sounds to me like your answer would be to go to that, uh, go to the seven day rescue, the, the opt in and get the, get the free resources. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. great. That's great. And of course, uh, I, pick up the Engine Two Cookbook, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I think it's great. And and for all your listeners out there that just you know it's the new year, they want uh, they want to kind of clean up their act, so to speak. Even if, if they're eating plant based, they want to eat really, really super duper clean plant based. Then then give the the guidelines and the seven day uh, seven day program uh, a try. Um, yeah, it's you know it's a great way to reboot the the new year. Yeah. Um, sure. You both are very very positive, uh, high energy people. I like that. Do you? Do, is it is it just the food? Is that is that what does it? Or or uh... it's the rocket fuel called plants. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> are, are you you guys are you into the motivational uh, reading and speaking and all that kind of stuff? Or are you mostly just just no, uh... just that, that, that not never that category. Just no. it's, it's education can do. Everyone can do it. Well, I think it, you know what it's funny. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, Matt. I mean, you, you, it's um, when you're out there inspiring and motivating and uh, and coaching and leading. Um, uh, it, it, at times, you have to kind of recharge and refuel, and you know, refuel. Um, I feel like I've been able to do that really since October, uh, when you know, kind of my season came to an end. But now I'm gearing up. I mean. I'm going to be in Cleveland next week. I'm going on a almost six month long plant strong tour here, uh, promoting all the amazing stuff that's going on in the, uh, in the plant, you know, the, the whole food plant-based space. Um, I'm going to be with Jane next week in, in Cleveland, but uh, I'm going to be touring around to God, probably 30 different cities here over the next six months, just, uh, getting people all amped up because this is, um, this is the direction that we need to move in as a species uh, if we want to, you know, uh, take our health to the next level collectively and if we want to have a planet Earth uh, in 75 years. Yeah, 100% Matt, agree with Matt, you there. 
I want to speak to what Rip's, Rip's schedule is crazy, and he speaks all nonstop. His voice goes by the end of each day. But what, <laughs> what keeps him what keeps him going, because I have been on uh, many a tour with him, is we eat, we keep it clean. We don't we don't fall. It's so easy. To like oh, we're at this new Whole Foods, and they have all this new stuff, and it's all <laughs> okay. this little greasy tofu. Keep it clean and just commit to that. And every day. Rip swims or does some exercise some activity when he's in the middle of Chicago or, uh, you know, out there in, in Newark or wherever the heck he is. I know he's he's found a place to swim or work out or exercise. Hmm. Um, and like I have my bathing suit on halfway here because I'm on my way to the pool after this is we're done talking to you. Wow. Like we just have to dial it into each day intentionally because energy breeds energy. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Jane, good point. You, you know, Matt. That is something that I, every day I try and do something like this morning I swam, uh, for about an hour with a master's program, but it totally, it, 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 it grounds me, it energizes me, uh, and it, and it allows me to, you know, uh, just like let out all this, this, this energy that, you know, sometimes wouldn't come out if you didn't do something like, you know, go for a, a 15 mile bike or a. 30 minute run or an hour swim. Exactly. Strange thing about energy is that the more you use, the more you seem to have. So I think uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's so the motivational true. speaking that I was looking for. So thank you. Energy breeds energy. That. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, what you guys have planned. Obviously, there's the Engine 2 cookbook. I'm assuming you can get that uh, at just about any bookstore or online. Um, correct me if I'm yep. wrong there. Yep. Okay. Yep. Good. Um, Rip, I know you're going to be in. My neck of the woods is kind of soon with plant stock and uh, the retreat you guys are doing over the summer. Can you talk about those things? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for the last um, six years, we've had an event at our family farm called Plant Stock, but we have decided to move it to Asheville, mm. North Carolina. Well, really to the Black Mountains of North Carolina at the Blue Ridge Assembly. And it's going to be uh, August 17th, 18th, 19th. We're going to have an amazing uh, a lineup of, of, of speakers. We, um, will probably have 600 to 50 to 700 people, uh, sign up. We already have 300 people signed up and it is just, it is one big plant strong party. We have, you ever heard of puddles, uh, puddles, the clown, he was on America's <laughs> got talent this year. <laughs> I have not, but I'm sure Oh my gosh. Well, for your listeners, look up puddles. He is going to be, he's, he's 100% plant strong. He's a huge Engine 2 follower. He's going to be our Friday night activity uh, <laughs> under the stars, and it is like not to be missed. Uh, we're going to be showing uh, the Game Changers, this epic documentary that's coming out in three months about world-class Olympians, uh, athletes, uh, world record holders, world strongmen that are all plant-based. James Cameron's the executive producer. Louis Sahoyas is the Oscar-winning uh, director. It's going to be amazing. And most of these talks will be TEDx style. So they're short and they're like powerful and uh, will keep people's attention. And then in, in uh, June, we're having a, a five-day medical immersion at the same location, uh, meaning that on the way in and the, the way out, we weigh people in, we do blood pressure, and we do a complete lipid panel so you can see what happens in this case in just five short days of eating this way. And we have all kinds of world-class lectures. Jane uh, will be there emceeing with me. Um, you know, we got my mom, we got my dad, we have Doug Lyle, we have 
uh, Michael Clapper. Uh, hopefully, if you're in town, you'll come visit Garth Davis. It's it's epic, and we're hiking in the mountains. We're um, we're swimming. We're doing chimney rock, uh, going on all these great adventures. So um, anyway, that, those are the two things that are going on in your neck of the woods. Nice. And for people who want to find out more about this, do you have uh, you have websites for this? Yeah, or- just go to engine engine2.com and then click on events. Okay. Good. Yeah. Sounds, sounds very cool. And Jane, I know you've got something as well with uh, preventing reverse, reverse heart and autoimmune disease. Can you talk about that a minute? Yes. Um, annually, I again, going back to me being the only girl in the family of all these boys, um, I sort of continue to fly my flag for women. Um, and just because, you know, they're, they really are sort of the, if you will, the caregivers and the caretakers of themselves, their families, our communities. And this is sort of a, a tip of the hat to them. I, every March, I host a one-day uh, conference called Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease and this year, Autoimmune Disease for Women. And it's at I host it at the Cleveland Clinic Wellness Institute. It's a this beautiful location. And we have a amazing Bildrome Bowl-style lunch. And we've got goodie bags and we dance at every break. And actually, the goodie bag is a grocery bag full of groceries. Like, go home, eat this, and here you go. Hmm. Um and we have um, a few little booths, not many booths. It's not very commercialized at all. But Engine 2 is going to have a little booth there this year. And um, our books are all available. And it's just a ton of fun. And, you know, men are absolutely invited to join. And it ends up being about 80% women and 20% men. So, Matt, I want to officially invite you. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can go, go to, to Cleveland. You, you can go to janesselston.com. Just my name.com. Okay. Yeah, that's all the information is there. Awesome. Great. Well, it was a pleasure to have both of you on. Uh, very good to catch up with both of you as, as I just, you know, we've, we've, we've done a little bit of hanging out, but not, uh, not enough. And it's been a little while. So uh, great to talk to you both again. I absolutely love the work you're doing. I think your energy is tremendous. And uh, the message, of course, is one that we, we just can't hear enough. So um, check out the Engine 2 cookbook if you're listening to this. Uh, check out the 7 Day Rescue. Check out those events. And, uh, just check out everything that, that Rip and Jane are up to. Guys, it was great Matt. to have you. Thanks, Thanks Matt. Hey, Matt, Matt, come back to Austin and play poker. <laughs> okay, I will. And I hope to see you over the summer in Nashville. We can <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, All right. Matt. All right, talk to you later. Bye-bye.